Hello, navigators. All right, how's everybody doing? Okay, it is. Wow. It is the middle of June, and we have started monsoon season. Maybe we'll get some rain. We got like 45 seconds of rain the other night. <laughs> And it was just the little spittle rain that was nothing. Ah, sure smelled good though. Anybody else like the smell of rain or is it just me? Smell of rain. Oh, and the lightning. I love the lightning. It's amazing. Uh, David took me on date night. We went to this, um, I don't know if it, I guess you'd call it an exhibit. It's, it's this place that's called Artopia and it's all interactive art and it's it's all lit up and one of the things that you walk through was this tunnel and it was like a a cloud it was that you know that cotton stuff that pull apart cotton stuff it was all made of that and it had lights in it that lit up i don't I don't know why I can't remember at the moment. I believe there was thunder playing. You could, you know, hear thunder. So it was like you were in the middle of a thundercloud and it was just really, really neat. And it was, it was tough, you were brushing up against it. So it's not like it was just a big, I'm, I'm literally doing this with my arms right now. You people can't see me. So I'm letting you know that I look like a fool right now doing this with big old motion with my arms right now that you can't see me. But, <laughs> but my dog's looking at me like, mom, uh, what are you doing? Uh, I doing the itsy bitsy spider song or something um but yeah it's like it was it was like right there so it was like you're getting hugged by this cloud and a thunder and lightning storm it was really neat um so if you live in the in the phoenix area i would recommend checking that out Arttopia. it's it was very neat um quite a few interesting exhibits and they had like some extra large games like, I know everybody's seen the giant Jenga, but they had a giant Connect Four and giant Uno cards, and like, it was pretty cool. Um, anyway, so that's not what I'm here to talk to you guys about, but uh, I apologize. I'm still battling this stupid sinus infection. I was at urgent care. I got more antibiotics, and I got some prednisone on my asthma starting to bug me now because of it and yeah it's all the inflammation and all that going on it's just all bad <laughs> so hopefully this round of antibiotics and the prednisone will help and I will be on the mend but in the meantime I'm still a little bit snotty and coughing so please bear with me <coughs> um but <clears throat> today's episode and Friday's episode are going to be kind of fun and serious at the same time. Um, I've done lots of episodes, well, I guess not lots, but several episodes about having a guide dog and, 
you know, the laws and, you know, situations I've run into and things like that. But uh, today and on Friday, I want to talk to you just about what goes into making the decision to get a dog. Because I hear a lot of people, I mean, they obviously don't know that I hear them, um, but blind people have very good hearing. I just want you to know, I mean, obviously, you know, people think Helen Keller didn't have good hearing. Okay, you know, whatever. But for the most part, that whole thing where people say if you lose one sense, the other senses are enhanced, that for the most part is true. One second, I need water because my throat hurts. Yes, I am doing this for you people despite the pain. So you're welcome. Please send sympathy flowers too. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, if you people think I'm giving you my address, you're nuts. Anyway, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I really do want to talk to you about the decision to get a guide dog. Um, when I was a kid, I... You know, I knew and didn't, I knew that I was losing my eyesight and I, I kind of was aware of the concept of going blind, but, uh, you know, as a kid, you don't really get it, right? But I did know, and I kind of remember telling people that the only good thing about losing my eyesight was that someday I was going to get to have a dog. Um, back in the day, I don't, I'm not exactly sure how it is now, but back in the day, they did not give seeing eye dogs slash guide dogs, same thing. I use them interchangeably. Usually I say guide dog, um, just because it's easier. Uh, but most people know them as seeing eye dogs. Um, but Anyways, um, they, they were not given to kids under 16, typically because, you know, it's, it's, it's like your typical kid. Can we have a puppy? I promise I'll take care of it, right? And then who ends up taking care of the dog, right? The parents. Everybody knows that. Um, and, and having a guide dog is way more responsibility than just having Fido. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I don't even think a 16-year-old is uh, responsible enough, especially a 16-year-old that is dealing with losing their eyesight. Um, but at the same time, uh, Sydney, who did the most part of raising Garmin um, in his younger year, <laughs> Um, the foster family, Sydney was a senior in high school, and although she wasn't visually impaired, she did take him to high school every day, and the kids, uh, you know, all going through different types of emotional stresses and things like that, they did seem to benefit from having the dog around, uh, from what Sydney said, and so there is that, um. But anyways, that's, that's, you know, you know, whatever. Um, so 
let me tell you a little, I'll tell you the story of how I came to the decision to get my first dog, Carbon. Um, so, I was still driving. Was I still driving? No, I was not still driving. I wasn't still driving, I promise. No, I wasn't. Okay, so I was working for the state of Washington in a city called Lacey, and it's just outside of the capital of Washington, and uh, yeah, and I was working for the state in a state building, and the area I worked out, it had this, it was, it was a nice little area, and it had, you know, good sidewalks and lots of trees, and I would go for a walk every day during my breaks and my lunch and, you know, all that when it wasn't raining, uh, so, which meant I had, like, eight days a year, um, no, <laughs> and I had my cane. Now, here's a little rabbit trail for you. When you walk with a cane, your orientation and mobility instructor will teach you two ways to walk with a cane. One I call the stupid way. And so you have your straight cane, and it has just your plain, regular tip. And when your cane is to the left, your arm is across, your right arm is across your body, and your right foot is out, right? And the cane is to your left. So kind of your leg goes with your arm, right? Your right arm, right leg goes out, right? And then you lift the cane up slightly, swing it. Wait, hold on. Yeah, and then you swing it back over to the right as your left leg goes out. Well, the problem with that is you're lifting the cane up directly in front of you. So if there's a hole or a crack or something, your cane just was lifted up over it and you're gonna fall. So to me, that's stupid. So I have a roller ball on the end of my canes and I swish it side to side. Well, the problem with that is sometimes it catches on things. So one day I'm going on my walk and I'm tootling along. Do, 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 do. Yeah, well, it got stuck in a crack. And I kept going. The cane did not. And I went booty over bucket into the bushes. And the cane broke in half. <laughs> and I just kind of sat in the bushes and went, that's it, I'm done with the cane, I'm getting a dog. And uh, sat there for a couple of minutes. And I, I got up and went back into my office and looked up guide dog schools. <laughs> and that was it. And, and um, I found Guide Dogs of America and uh, applied for a guide dog that day because I was done. I, I hated using the cane. I didn't like it. Um, my kids hated it. The main problem I had with the cane was it didn't do anything for stuff on the sides. So I was constantly banging my elbows on things. 
And when I would go for a walk, low-hanging tree branches were always whacking me in the face. Like, the, it was just so stupid. And my kids were embarrassed to be seen with me. Um, mostly Bianca. She absolutely hated it. And so it, it just was time. And, you know, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And, <coughs> excuse me, I still remember Chuck. He came out, he was such a nice guy. And normally what they do is they'll, they'll come out and they'll say, you know, okay, we have to go and check out your mobility skills and, and uh, watch you, you know, see how you walk with your cane. And at the time I lived in an area that didn't have any sidewalks, but it was a really busy street. And, you know, he was talking about how that would work. And uh, he didn't need me to go. He says, you know, if you're navigating your way around in downtown Olympia and, and Lacey and all this, you know, I, I know you're good. So I kind of was, because my mobility skills were so good, I was able to bypass a lot of the um, initial orientation type of stuff, I guess. And looking back, that's probably a bad thing because I really did not have any clue what I was getting into. <laughs> And it's not like it would have changed my mind. Um, but it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And my family was not 100% behind me. And so that's the very first point that I want to make. When you're making this decision, your family needs to know everything that is going to be involved. And they need to be... 100% supportive and 100% on board. I mean, my husband would literally fight with me about how much water to give carbon. It was, it was, it was that bad. He just couldn't. And, and for one, for the, first of all, we had another dog, Heidi, which was the family dog. And so my husband wanted to treat Carbon as the family dog. And Carbon was not the family dog. And no matter what I did, he, he just could not get that through his head. And so that was always a problem, no matter what I did. And so that's very, 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 imp I think that's probably the most important thing that I can tell you is make sure that your family, your spouse, your kids, anybody that you are close with, even if it's, you know, close friends that, you know, you visit a lot, whatever the case may be, you need to make sure you're 100% supportive and 100% aware of everything that is involved with having a guide dog because it, it, it's very similar to having small children and having one parent undermine the, the authority of the other parent. 
because I'll, I'll be honest with you, the school had to come back and get carbon for three months because his training just turned in a crap on a cracker. It really did. And a lot of it, not all of it, a lot of it was because Kim, I'm sorry, my ex-husband, my husband at the time, was trying so hard to make sure that the two dogs played together and interacted together, which would be fine if they had done it organically. But he was trying to force it. And so any animal out in public became a huge distraction for Carbon, which became a problem for me. And interestingly, my trainer, when she brought Carbon back, the only way she was able to get it through to my husband was she blindfolded him, took him out on our road one night, and made him work Carbon, and said, all right, go. And he was like, I'm not doing that. And she's like, no, you're going to do it. You're going to find out exactly why your wife needs to trust this dog and why you need to stop being a jerk. Now put the blindfold on and go. And he went for a little ways and, and then said, all right, I get it. And, and that was it. But it should have never gotten to that point. It never should have gotten to that point. Um, it, was, it could have been a very dangerous situation. But he didn't understand. So you need to make sure, I can't stress it enough, you need to make sure that your whole family is on board. Um, you need to make sure that you have enough energy. It's a lot of work to take care of a dog as it is. It's more work to take care of a, dive, a guide dog. You cannot be lazy. I unfortunately live in a climate where I can't take him for a walk every day. During the summer times, I mean, I could probably take him up to the mall and walk, um, but I'd still have to go to the bus to get there. Uh, but even in the summer times, if you go, you know, at five o'clock in the morning, it's still 100 degrees out. So. You know, for right now, some sometimes it's we just don't go for a long walk. We do little bits of exercise here and there. Um, but you got to be able to work your dog. You got to be able to exercise them. You've got to have the you know honestly a, a difficulty I have is the grooming. My I you know I. At the school, they have grooming tables, and you stand and groom the dog. Well, I don't have a grooming table at home, so I have to bend over, and it hurts sometimes. And, you know, it's not all stuff you think about. It just isn't. On the weekends, when you really want to sleep in, but, you know what, your dog gets up at 5 in the morning to eat and go to the bathroom, and, you know, he doesn't always want to go back to bed. So guess who's staying up at five o'clock in the morning on a Saturday? You know, again, not something you would normally think about, but it's just those little things. And, you know, 
a pet peeve, I guess you could say. There's an expense. This is my number two. Okay, number one, what was number one? Make sure your family is 100% on board and supportive. Okay, number two, make sure you are financially stable enough to take care of your guide dog. Your guide dog is your responsibility, okay? I understand that sometimes, you know, extra expenses pop up. Um, <clears throat> Carbon tore his ACL, and I had the choice to retire him on, you know, on the medical basis or pay three grand for surgery, have him rest for so many weeks, let him go back to work, possibly end up having to retire him anyways, and do possibly another surgery if, you know, if the first one didn't work and I have to retire him and do another surgery. I did not have $3,000. I did not want to put him through a surgery. You know, there's decisions that need to be made. Um, medical, financial, uh, it, working, I guess, you did, employment <laughs> decisions, all these things that you need to think about. And, um, you know, so I understand that. Those I understand. But when I see on social media, I want to throw my dog a three-year birthday party. Please donate to my fundraiser. <coughs> that kind of stuff makes me want to throw up, first of all. One second, please. I need water. Uh, I've also seen, um, there was one, I need to get a new kennel for my dog. Please donate to my GoFundMe. I, I, I'm sorry. If you cannot afford basic things for your guide dog, you should not have a guide dog. And I'm sorry if that sounds rude. But I feel the same way about kids. If you can't afford diapers for your kids, stop having kids. I'm sorry. I'm so Please don't send me mean emails. Because I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm being real. It's like cigarettes. If you can't afford $9 a pack and you have to walk to every bus stop in town begging for cigarettes, maybe you should stop smoking. Right? I mean, I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, anyways, sorry. Uh, but that does bother me. That is your service dog. And if you can't afford your service dog's basic necessities, then please don't get one. And, and it is. It's an expense. And you don't want to get your service dog the cheapo... Um, what is that Walmart food 
I don't even remember the Walmart brand food. But you can't get them the cheap food. Um, you know, you, you have to keep their nails trimmed. You, you have to keep them groomed. You have to keep them, you know, clean and, and maintained and cared for. And it takes time. It takes money. It takes effort. And if you're not willing to put in all of those things, then a guide dog may not be for you. And I understand that there are people out there that get guide dogs and they, they literally use them as a tool, as if it was, you know, like a cane. And, and that's okay. I mean, that's not my way of doing it. But as long as the dog is taken care of, that's okay. I mean, you don't have to be a super affectionate, lovey-dovey dog person. But as long as your dog is taken care of and treated well and your family's supportive, you know, and you've made, you've taken all these things into consideration and some other things that I'll get into on Friday, um, then, you know, you can feel comfortable with the decision that you've made. But, you know, just keep in mind that if you've ever had a dog as a pet, you know, as a kid growing up or whatever, the family dog, it is definitely kicked up a notch for a guide dog because the guide dog is an extension of you. And where you go, the dog goes. And let me tell you, that's not always convenient. There are times I really just want to go by myself. And, and you know, you can. You can. You don't always have to take the dog with you. But you really, if you're going to have a guide dog, you don't want to get in the habit of leaving the dog at home because then what's the point of having the dog, right? But it's not always convenient. It's not always fun. Sometimes you got to be okay with confrontation. That's my number three. Number one was what? Family has to be 100% supportive, 100% on board. Number two was what? You've got to be financially stable, financially willing and able to take care of and meet the basic needs of your guide dog. And number three, we're gonna get into on Friday because I'm out of time. You're gonna have to come back on Friday to hear number three. How about that? So until then, Navigating Life with Laura and Garmin on Facebook, LinkedIn, and WhatsApp. Garmin Navigates, oh wait, yeah. At Garmin Navigates on Twitter, Garmin Navigates at Outlook.com. And so, comments, questions, concerns, snide remarks, that's where you leave them. If you have questions about getting a guide dog, anything in particular you want to know, I can throw into Friday's episode. I can always do another episode after that, too, next week. You know, whatever. Let me know. Until then... My sister's birthday's coming up on Thursday. Happy birthday, Sky. 
Uh, Dan's birthday. Happy birthday, Dan. And I think that's it. All right, guys. Be a blessing. Give out free smiles, free compliments, and make someone's day. Toodles!